0: I need y'all to do me a favor. Those that are watching, and also those that are in the sanctuary. The Bible says if that if we have faith as a mustard seed, we can tell this mountain to be thou removed. So those of us who have a level of faith, I want us to begin to lift up prayers on behalf of Nashira and her children. They were in a bad accident um, recently, and Nashira is having some internal bleeding. So I want us to begin to pray wherever you are in your homes. Begin to pray, pray for the children. They have some broken bones. I also want us to begin to lift up Miss Ivera. She was in an accident as well. Those of us who knows who know the words of prayer, let's begin to pray. Father, we thank you. God, we come to you by faith. God, we don't think it's coincident, God, that you have us on this journey of faith to begin 2021 father now we come together by faith believing that you are who you say you are knowing God that you can still yet heal God even when the doctors don't know what to do God we thank you God that you are the great physician so God wherever Nashura may find herself even now begin to touch her. God we pray father your word declares where two or three are gathered in your name that you shall be in the midst Well, God, collectively, God, we're bringing our faith together and we're gathered in your name. God, we need you to be in the midst. God, begin to touch her from every inch of her body, God, we pray. God, touch those boys, God, every inch of their body, we pray. And God, begin to heal. God, what she thought may have been broken, God, begin to mend. God, areas, God, even as the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of your garment, the flow of blood stop. So God, I pray, God, that in the spirit she might touch the hem of your garment. So God, wherever blood may be flowing, God, God, that you'll heal it. Now, God, we pray. God, do likewise in the life of Miss Ivera. God, thank you, God, for her life. God, thank you, God, for being a keeper in her life. God, we need you to touch her body, we pray. God, she already knows your healing power. So God, all we're asking you is to do it again. All we're asking you, God, to do is do it again. And God, we believe it to be so. God, we believe the report of the Lord. We know doctors may have reports. We know nurses may have reports. We know medical professionals may have reports. But we believe the report of the Lord. And we're expecting a testimony, God, we pray. And every heart that believed said amen. 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 Hallelujah. So let's continue to keep them lifted in prayer. I believe God is doing exactly what we need him to do in this moment. I want you to go to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. It's so good to see everybody this morning in the sanctuary. And for those of you who have joined us, you could have been anywhere. You could be watching any service. But I'm so grateful that you chose to tune in this morning. Romans chapter 3. I want you to go to verses 24 through 28. For those of us who are in the sanctuary, the scriptures are on the screen if you don't have your Bible. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 28. And the Bible reads as thus. It says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith, To demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Watch what verse number 26 says. To demonstrate at the present time. Somebody say present time. His righteousness that he might be just and a justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Somebody say "faith faith in Jesus. We're boasting Uh, Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of works, no, by the law of faith. Somebody say faith again. Therefore, we can conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. I want to read verses 27 and 28 again. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of works, no, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Apart from the deeds of the law, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I want to minister from this subject the substance of faith. And, and here's what I want you to know it's critical for us to take notes in this season and as I endeavor on this series, because I think our faith is going to be critical for us in our next season. Somebody say, Our next season. I want us to know that all that we are in him, all that we do through him, and all that we are to become by him is done by way of faith. Did y'all hear what I just said? All that we are in him, all that we do through him, and all that we are to become in him is done by way of faith. This means that faith is more than believing, but we're birthed as the children of God by faith. Somebody say, by faith. Uh, because, uh, hear this, we are not the children of God because of our fellowship with a particular body of believers. Well, that, that's, that's not why we are the children of God. We're not the children of God because of our foundational doctrine. I don't know what you thought, but we are children of God because of our faith. Somebody say, our faith. Our faith. Therefore, void of faith, hear this, you have no relationship with God. I can't have a relationship with God if I don't have faith. I I don't receive the resources of God if I don't have faith. And watch this, there is no recourse by God, void of faith. Uh, Somebody say that's his help. Somebody say I need faith. So so faith is critical in the life of a believer. So the critical question that we have to ask ourselves is, as it pertains to our relationship with God, what is faith? I mean, I believe many of us, y'all probably thought you learned it in, in, in Sunday school. You probably learned it in Bible study. But I want to open up a different revelation of faith this morning. Many of us who are believers refer to Hebrews 11 and 1 for the context of faith. Watch what the text says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And this word faith in the text is the Greek word pistis, which means to be persuaded by God somebody say persuaded by God so in other words watch this I need y'all to catch this faith is a product of God that in other words faith is created by him you can't find faith in no book you can't find no faith in your mama because it's created by God oh so faith is a product of God but notice this faith is also the prerogative of God Uh, In other words, he gives it as he desires. So watch this. Y'all know how y'all got folk that say you can sow into faith. I'll tell you, neighbor, the devil is a lie. It's a prerogative of God. And watch this. Faith is also the promise of God. In other words, faith must be pursued. Somebody say pursued. Uh, It's a product of God. It's it's the prerogative of God, and it's the promise of God. Because hear this. Faith is both the foundation of our journey in God, and faith is necessary for the fulfillment of our journey in God. If you don't have faith, you have no foundation in this journey. And if you don't have a level of faith, you'll never fulfill the journey. Uh, Somebody say, I need faith. I need faith. Therefore, we must understand how to both posture ourselves for faith, And to be pursuers of faith or our journey in God will be in vain. There's a lot of folk that's in this journey called called Christendom. And many of us are in this journey in vain because we have no level of faith, because we cannot walk with God um, or in God void of faith. I believe this current season we are in and have endured has taught us the significance of faith. If you ain't learned nothing about faith in 2020, then I don't know where you've been. Uh, this season has taught us the significance of faith. Uh, and I believe watch this, or even more it's revealed our lack of understanding of faith. Because how do I know? How do I know? Somebody say, how do I know? Because your ability to defeat anxiety is different when you understand faith. The folk that was losing their minds in this season did not understand faith. How you perceive attacks is different when you understand faith. Y'all know folk like to quit their job at the sign of attack. But when I understand faith, I perceive attacks differently. Somebody say, I perceive attacks differently. And watch this, how you handle affliction is different. When you understand faith. Somebody say I need a greater revelation of faith. You got folk that lose their mind. And be all kind of anxious. Lose their mind at attacks. Nobody can't even. You You get mad when people say stuff about you. You have no level of understanding of faith. How I handle affliction is different. For many believers. Watch this. Our constant defeat. I want you to hear me and hear me good. Because you got a lot of churches that's preaching about spiritual warfare in this season. Yeah. I want you to understand many people's constant defeat has nothing to do with how they fight in the spirit, but it's their understanding of faith. It's because they refuse to have a revelation of faith. Somebody say, I got to understand faith. I got to understand faith. You ain't got to understand how to fight in the spirit. You need to understand faith. Uh, it's, It's your inability to pursue faith. Your inability to posture yourselves in faith and your inability, watch this, because there's power in faith. I've got to walk in the power of faith. Therefore, if we're to survive this next season and continue our journey in God, we need a better revelation of faith. Therefore, over the course of this next few weeks, uh, I'm going to take my time with this because I don't believe we have a great understanding of faith. I'm going to talk about the seed of our faith. I'm going to talk about God's sovereign will for our faith. I'm going to talk about the security in our faith. I'm going to talk about the soulless in our faith. And I'm going to talk about the signs of our faith. But this morning, I want to examine the substance of our faith. In other words, what is the foundation of our faith? It's critical. It's critical. Because when we're unable to understand the foundation of our faith, we will fail to uh, manifest the fulfillment of our faith. Did y'all hear what I just said? When when I I fail to understand the foundation of our faith, I will always fail to manifest the fulfillment of our faith. I believe Romans 3 lays the foundation for our faith so that we will be able to go from faith to faith in this next season and not be defeated. So here's what I want us to do. Let us examine the text. I want us to look at verses 24 and 25. Verses 24 and 25. Notice what the Bible says. It says being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Faith was birth as a result of what Christ bore on the cross. Y'all hear what I just said? Faith was birthed as a result of what Christ bore on the cross. And notice what our um, foundational text says it says, in Christ Jesus. It says, by his blood through faith. Uh, In other words, faith is an act of Christ. If you're taking notes, I need you to write that down. Faith is an act of Christ. It is by Christ and Christ alone that we have access to faith. Listen, you're not going to get this out of Joel Osteen's book. I know it sounds good, but your faith does not come from there. I know that you thought as a result of your grandmother's prayers that you received faith, but it's in Christ and Christ alone. Uh, Because why is this critical to understand? Because if we believe that the source of our faith is in anything other than Christ, we will never be able to take hold of faith. Y'all got to stay with me. If I think that I can pull faith from any other source other than Christ, I'll never really have a faith that will keep my soul, watch this, anchored. Somebody say, I need my soul anchored. Uh, So so, so I've got to understand this because our pursuit of faith will always be in vain. Notice this, and I think it's on the screen for those of us, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, If you're taking notes, I I need us to understand this. I want to make sure that we receive this this morning, that it's planted in your soul. First Corinthians chapter 15 verses 13 through 14 declares this. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. I might as well sit down and watch this. Your faith also is in vain. So herein lies the problem with many believers when pursuing faith. I want y'all to hear this. We attempt to coach ourselves into faith. Y'all heard what I just said? Self-motivated faith. You know we got life coaches now. I don't even know where that term came from. We've got people that have to coach us into faith. And then your faith will always be in And you got folk making money off of this. Uh, so, so we, we try to attempt to coach ourselves in the faith. And not only this, y'all, y'all like to speak in the mirror. I get all of that. But your faith is not secured in you speaking into the mirror. Uh, watch this. And, and not only that, we, try, we attempt to hang on the coattails of another's faith. In other words, a, a codependent faith. Uh, so, so, I don't have no faith. Watch this. This is why families break down when big mama dies. Because it was a codependent phase. And and, and I get that. Watch this. Folk can speak life into you, but I cannot hang on the coattails of another's phase. So so you got these folks that coach themselves in the faith. You got these folk that hang on the coattails of another's faith. And watch this. We even attempt to conform to what we believe is faith. Here's what I'm trying to say. You know how folk may have no clue of what church looks like. So they're unbelievers and they come into the church. So when I see somebody run, when I see somebody shout, I think that that's what faith should look like. Somebody say it's a disingenuous faith. In other words, it's not real. So that's why when the issues of life arise in the folk that try to conform to another's faith, you wonder why you can't see them anymore in the church because their faith was disingenuous. Uh, people don't have an understanding of faith. and you know, Here's the sad tragedy. The church make you think that this is what I've got to do. It's disingenuous. Uh, and therefore, watch this, we always miss the mark of our faith. Because it's in Christ, in Christ alone. And we're never able to manifest faith. If I never know that faith is an act of Christ, I'll always miss the mark. Tell you, neighbor, I'll always miss the mark. And watch this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. If you're at home, take write that down. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus... The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This means that God is both, in other words, Christ is both the founder and the finisher of our faith. That means our faith is established by Christ and the expected end of our, of our faith is by Christ. So here, what am I trying to say? Our pursuit of faith is in Christ and Christ alone. Somebody say, I've got to pursue Christ. If I I want faith, my foundation of my faith to be secure, I've got to pursue Christ. I can't pursue Pastor Keith. You got folk in churches pursuing pastors. I I see somebody with a level of anointing on their life, and I think I got to mimic them, and I'm pursuing them. I I see somebody with a a best-selling book, and I think all, all the answers to my life will be there, and I pursue the book and not Christ. I've got to I've got to pursue Christ because watch this Uh, our power in faith is in Christ and Christ alone because our faith is an act of Christ. So the critical question is we must ask ourselves is Christ and Christ alone the source of our faith in times of need whenever I'm in a time of need. Do I really pull on Christ? Do I really pursue Christ? Because this is a good litmus test if I have the right foundation of faith. What am I trying to say? Do we call on Christ when in need of faith? Do we cling to Christ when our faith is weak? And do we seek the counsel of Christ when we need to know where to place our faith? Oh, those are critical questions, y'all. I, I, I don't want to skate over this sermon series because I believe our faith is not in a solid foundation. If we can't answer yes to these questions with great confidence, then we fail to understand the substance of our faith. It's an act of Christ. Somebody say it's an act of Christ. Uh, not only that, and I'm going to be out your way in shortly. Verse 26 says this. To dis- demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he may, might be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. It's on your screen. Uh, although our access to faith is as a result of Christ, the substance of our faith requires the acceptance of Christ. Oh, stay with me. Somebody say even the demons believe. So, so it's not me just knowing that faith is an act of Christ, but I now have to accept Christ in my life. Y'all going to stay with me. I know this might seem basic for some, but I'm going somewhere. On the most basic level, this is a life, watch this, live through Christ. In other words, a sinner's life that is surrendered to Christ and for our sanctification in Christ. Somebody say salvation. When I can recognize that I'm a sinner in need of Christ, I've surrendered now my life to Christ and I'm walking now um, asking Christ to sanctify my life. All right. This this acceptance of Christ, because if faith is him, then our access to faith is a life lived through him. You can't have faith if you don't live your life through Christ. Y'all stand with me. I've got to live through Christ. So hear this. Uh, This means that faith is only the fruit of believers. Did y'all hear what I just said? If I'm not a believer, then I'll never produce the fruit of faith in my life. All right? So I can't get caught up in these speaking. Y'all know how folk like to say, uh, oh, what's, the, what's the terminology they like to say? Uh, the, the, the law of reciprocity. You know, the, they, they like to talk about good luck, good works. If, if I do this, it'll come back to me. That I, I, If I'm not a believer, I'll never produce the faith that is secured. So, so only people who are believers can produce this level of faith. Y'all stand with me. So, so here's a good litmus test. If faith is a byproduct of believers, a good litmus test of your salvation is the fruit of faith. You know, we got all kind of um, ways in which we think folks say we say they need to speak in tongues. We say that folk need to do this and do that. But a real good litmus test, if I'm really saved, is that fruit of the fruit of faith will follow me. Oh, that's a good litmus test, y'all. Somebody say faith should follow me. So at some level in my life, I should see faith if I'm saved. Uh, No fruit of faith, then we need to check our salvation. At some level, watch this, tell your neighbor, I need to believe God. If you believe God to save you, that needs to be evident in your life. It's only a byproduct of believers. Notice what our foundational text says, that he might be just and is the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. This means that faith is not when Christ takes a hold of us, but when we take a hold of Christ. Did y'all hear what I just said? Watch what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. It's on your screens. Take take this down if you're taking notes. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that that I've already attained, I'm already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. In other words, the substance of our faith is made manifest when we take hold of Christ. It's the place where not, not where Christ pursues us, but when we pursue Christ. Oh, y'all got to stay with me. What, what do you mean, Pastor Keith? The problem with too many believers is that God is still chasing us. At some point in your walk with God, God shouldn't have to chase you, but you should be chasing him. Y'all, yes. y- 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 say, say, say I'm a God chaser. Somebody say I'm a God chaser. And, and notice this. It's got many. We've got too many so-called believers that um, God is still chasing us to fulfill our calling. Oh, we've got too many believers that God is still chasing us to walk circumspectly. Somebody say wisely. And we've got too many believers that God is still chasing washes to walk clean. If if, if faith is really evident in my life, God ain't got to chase me, but I'm going to chase God. Right? Because when I have an ounce of His faith, and I know that I'm in my that that I've become um, um, the righteousness of God by faith, I now want more of Him. Oh, I don't know if y'all staying with me. Uh, we've got We got to lay the foundation of our faith. Is it, here's the critical question: Is Christ chasing you, or are you chasing Christ? When I was an unbeliever, it was okay for God to chase me. But once I became saved, evidence of my faith is now that I chase him. Because if Christ is still chasing you, then your chase of faith will always be in vain. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say, stop running from Christ. I hope y'all with me online. I don't know if y'all with me, but I pray y'all with me. Because we're going to need faith in this next season. This is why Paul admonished the believers in, Gal- in the Galatian church with these words in Galatians chapter 5. It's on your screen for those who are here. Galatians chapter 5, verses 5 through 7. Notice what the text says. For we through the Spirit eagerly eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith, somebody say faith. faith. Working through love, you ran well, but watch what Paul says. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? In other words, their inability to pursue Christ hindered their pursuit of faith. You, folk that, that, that don't know how to deal with the issues of life, instead of, instead of us trying to speak um, faith over their life and decree and declare things over their life, really what we need to tell them to do is pursue Christ. Somebody say, pursue Christ. Because the closer that I get to Christ is the closer or or the more understanding that I have of of his ability. So nobody has to tell me about who he is or what he can do in my life because I've been chasing him. And when I chase him, he reveals himself unto me. Oh, somebody say, I've got to chase Christ. I've got to chase Christ. Therefore, beyond our salvation, what does it mean for a believer to accept Christ? I don't know if I said this. I'm, 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 I, I want you all to catch this. The second thing is, is that we got to have this level of acceptance of Christ. Uh, uh, so, so watch this. What does it mean for a believer to accept Christ? I talked about this on the most basic level. But our acceptance of Christ is, watch this, when we walk in Christ. In other words, a continual walk with Christ somebody say walk in Christ if I'm gonna really say that I need another level of faith, or when the Bible says that I go from faith to faith, I've gotta make sure that my walk is continual. I can't be tossed to and fro by the issues of life, or by every wind of doctrine. I gotta make sure that my walk is steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That don't mean that everything's gonna be easy, that don't mean that everything's gonna be good, but watch this, I wanna walk with God so that I can, and Minister Dominique, you prayed about this, That I can walk through the process because if I walk through the process I begin to see what God is doing in the process and then watch this my faith is now many folk don't want to walk through the process because they think that the process will kill them and God says if you're really going to accept me your walk has to be continual no matter what comes my way I'm going to walk with God tell your neighbor I'm going to walk with God and not only that I've got to walk not only in Christ, but I gotta walk with Christ. What am I trying to say? Somebody say obedience. obedience. It's one thing to say that I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but your behind is not obedient. So I've got to make sure that I'm 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 sensitive to the voice of Christ as I walk with him. All right? So if God says that your miracle is not gonna come through this sowing of that seed, tell your neighbor, don't do it. Don't do it. That's not obedience. So I've got to make sure that if I'm really walking in faith, watch this. There was a season, y'all, and I'm just going to be honest with y'all, there was a season where where I tried to put stuff in my own hands. I, I tried to make stuff happen out of my own means. I knew God said a thing, but I tried to make it work on my own. I remember when God gave me a vision for a nonprofit, I wanted to set up meetings with so many different folk rather than letting God do what he said he would do. So although I was walking with him, it was a good work. I was not obedient while I was walking with him. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So I've got to make sure that if I'm accepting Christ, I'm walking in obedience. I, I've got to be listening to his for God, you, I know they got the money, but that's not the person that I need to connect with. I'm going to walk in obedience because I want to see your hand. God, I know that's not the one I'm supposed to marry. I know they are fine. But God, that's not the one I'm supposed to marry. I'm going to walk in obedience to the one comes my way. Now, as a matter of fact, God, I know that you told me I would be married, but God never told you to set up that profile on that dating site. I've got, to, I've got to walk in obedience in my, because c- God is trying to take me through the process so that I might see his hand in the process. And I don't know that. I said we've got to walk in Christ. We've got to walk with Christ. And watch this. We, we, when we walk for Christ, in other words, by his leading, All right? as I'm walking, I've got to always be cognizant of being led by God. Many of us want to lead ourselves, but God is saying, if you're going to accept me and if you're going to walk in faith, you got to be led by me. The Bible says that Abraham was sent on a journey to a place that he knew not. I'm going to give you a people that you have no clue of what they look like. So if God is the author of my faith, I've also got to allow him, watch this, to be the leader of my faith. Watch this because he's the finisher. And many times you talked about it, Minister Dominique, we get in the journey and what should have took only a few days took 40 years. Why? Because we did not want to be led by God. So we tried to go this way and that way. We never took time to wait for God to say something. And watch this. That's how our faith is built. Because God will speak a thing and he'll show you a signs that you're still with me. We'll be in the journey and he'll say, go this way. And then he'll reveal something that lets you know that he's still with you. Somebody say, I've got to be led by, led by Christ. So beyond salvation, and many people, this is why a lot of people stop growing in their faith. Because they stop at the place of salvation. Tell your neighbor, I go from faith to faith. So if I'm going to go from faith to faith, I've got to walk in Christ. I've got to walk with Christ. And we've got to walk for Christ. Why is this significant? Because it is the faithful in Christ that have access to the faith in Christ. Ah, Did y'all hear what I just said? If I'm not faithful to Christ, I'll never be able to access the faith that is only a product of Christ. Oh, I hope y'all stand with me. Oh, stay with me. So here's this. How faithful is your walk in Christ? How faithful is your walk with Christ? And how faithful is your walk for Christ? Those are some questions you got to ask yourself. Is your walk continual? Do, do, when something happens in your life, do you fall out of the race? All right? Do you walk with Christ? Do you walk by your obedience? And do you walk for Christ? Is he leading you or are you leading yourself? This is why Paul warned us with these at, at, these at the church of Corinth with these words. It's on our screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. If you're, if you're watching online, write this down. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 5. But we shall live by, um, with him by the power of God towards you. And the Bible says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Oh, do do y'all see that? Paul is saying you've got to examine yourself if you're even in the faith. It says, test yourself. Somebody say, test yourself. yourself. Do you not know yourselves that, that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are disqualified? That means your lack of faithfulness in Christ can disqualify you from the faith from Christ. Did y'all hear what I just said? My my lack of obedience, my lack uh, uh, of commitment to Christ, my lack of acceptance in Christ can disqualify me from the access that is in Christ. The reason why some of y'all don't have the faith to do what God has called you to do is because you're not accepting of Christ. Your walk with Christ is off. Somebody say it's it's off. All right. When you walk with God, this is why. Not trying to be funny, but I want to use this as context or example. If I wasn't walking with Christ, we wouldn't be in this building. I right? we the money was not commensurate with where we are in terms of offering, but I had to trust God, and I had to walk with Christ. And then watch this. Because I walked with Christ, He gave me access to faith, uh, to faith that I needed for us to walk in the building. I've got to always, so whenever God calls me to something, it's always going to be overwhelming. But God says, you've got to walk obediently with me so that I can give you the access to faith that's going to cause you to watch this, to walk therein. Amen. Oh, man, my God, that's good to me. I don't know about nobody else. Because so in this next season, we've got to think about all those things that God has spoken over our life. All those, all those promises that we believe to be held up. Maybe we're the reason that those things are held up. Because we're not walking in faith. Somebody say, I've got to accept Christ. Ah, Both Notice this. uh, Because the substance of our faith requires the acceptance of Christ. Both our salvation and our steadfastness with Christ. And hear this and I'm going to be out your way. Verse 27 through 28 says this. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. (sighs) The substance of our faith is not our belief in self. Y'all hear what I just said? But our belief in the Savior. Too Too many of us get caught up in the gifts that God has given us, and we start to have some level of belief in ourselves. Because I made it through, watch this, We begin to think we have some of a level of anointing that's going to get us through the next time. All right. And really what it's doing, somebody say it's subtle. Somebody say it's subtle. And then I start to have a level of confidence in myself and it removes confidence from Christ. Oh, tell your neighbor, that's a dangerous place to be. This is why our foundational text admonishes us that we have no grounds, no basis, and no evidence that will cause us to boast. Because watch this. Here's my third point. Faith is the acknowledgement of Christ. I'm going to tell y'all what I'm trying to say. What do I mean? We acknowledge that he is who he says he is. Uh, we acknowledge that he will do what he says he will do. And then we also acknowledge that before him there is none other. Uh, but do you believe that? Action, neighbor, do you believe that? Uh, The signs of faith will manifest when we believe this. Acknowledge Christ. The the fruit of my faith will begin to manifest when I can begin to acknowledge Christ. My hope is built on nothing else but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I've got to put, I've got to acknowledge Christ. Acknowledge who he is. Watch this. I want y'all to hear me and hear me good. Here's a word of wisdom. When we walk with him, his works acknowledge who he is. Do y'all hear what I just said? He, he, what am I trying to say? Doctrine reveals our faith, but his deeds reassure our faith. Amen. Oh, y'all got to stay with me. It's one thing, you got a lot of folk that's doctrinally sound. They go to theology school, they go to seminary, and they feel like they know God. You don't know God until you walk with God. Because when you walk with God, he reveals his deeds. And it's not as good to have doctrine, but deeds reassure my faith. I don't want to know a God that I only know by the book. I don't know about y'all. If you, I don't want to know a God that I only know by the book. But I want to know God, somebody say, by his deeds. Because his deeds is what reassures my faith. And this is why I love the old saints. Uh, they may not know much doctrine, but they've seen his deeds. Sometimes that's why it's just good to sit with the old mothers of the church. They may not know a lot of doctrine. Watch this. They may not even know a lot of scripture, but they've seen his deeds. I'll tell you, neighbor, I need to see his deeds. See, some of y'all, the reason why y'all can't shout because y'all ain't seen his deeds. This is why we have a greater a level. Um, th- this is why they had a greater level of faith than these um, contemporary Christians. Because the old saints walked with God and therefore could acknowledge that Christ is who he says he is. They can declare as David did in Psalm 37, 25. I've been young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. Listen, I, I may be a little young preacher, but the more I walk with God, the more God reveals his deeds, and the more my faith is now reassured. All right, the people that can do great exploits for God, the people that do all these things, and you be like, man, I wish I could walk in that level of faith. All you got to do is walk with Christ. Because if you walk with Christ, you will now begin to acknowledge Christ. And then you'll fa- you put all of your faith in who he is. Somebody say, in who, in who he is. Ah, they believe God. And here, at some point in our walk with God, we simply have to believe him. Tell you anybody got to believe him. Me and my wife had this joke sometimes. It's some, sometimes you just got folk that just believe God. You ain't got no money in your account, but I believe God for the million dollar house. Believe They just believe God. All right? But watch this. In other words, I ain't trying to say not use wisdom. We may not know how he will do it, but we believe God. I, I may not know when he will do it, but I believe God. And we may not even know how he will do it. But somebody say, I believe God. Ah, y'all don't know if y'all believe God. I need to believe God. That's another level of faith. When, 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 let, watch. When, 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 when I don't see any evidence of how God is going to do it, but I know he spoke it, so I got to believe him. When I know that God, this is why I said this about Miss Ivera, she's been healed before, she don't know how God going to do it, but he, but she believes he can do it. All right? We as believers We've got to walk in that another level of faith. Watch this. This is trying times economically for people. These are trying times in terms of racial division and racial hatred. I don't know how God going to do it, but I've got to be in a posture where I believe God. I know folk are losing homes. I know folk don't know where they're going to get their next meal from. But watch this. I know God. I acknowledge Christ. I don't know when you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it. And watch this. I don't even know if you're going to do it. Did y'all hear what I just said? But I still believe God. That, that, that's a different level of faith. I don't even know if he will do it. But watch this. This is why the three Hebrew boys denied. This is what y'all should have learned in Sunday school. Declared this in Daniel 3, chapter 7. Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. It's on your screen. Daniel chapter 3. Verses 17 through 18, this is a whole nother level of faith. Watch this. This is the faith that God is talking about where we can tell that mountain, be thou removed. I don't even know if you're going to do it, but I believe you. Watch what it says. If that is the case, uh, this was when King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to put them in the fiery furnace. Our God whom we serve is able, somebody say he's able, he's able. to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he would deliver us from our hand, O king. But if not... Let it be known to you, O king, that we will do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. Even if God didn't deliver them, they still believe God. Amen. I want my faith to be in that kind of place. Y'all don't know what kind of miracles that will manifest when you have that level of faith. You don't know what kind of things will begin to uh, begin to operate in your life when you have that kind of level of faith. And I don't know about nobody else, church in this season. I don't care what nobody else is preaching about. But tell your neighbor, we've got to walk in faith. We've got to walk in faith. I love, I, I, I know I keep bringing her up, but I just love Miss Alvarez's disposition in faith. This, this daughter none had cancer bout after cancer bout after cancer bout, and most folk would have gave up after the first diagnosis. But something about her said, I believe God. And then I remember when she was telling me that I don't even know if I leave, I'm good, Pastor Keith. She said, even if God didn't do it, I still believe God. Oh, that's another, that's why you're still here, Miss Ivera. What took others out? Because you believed God. Even if God didn't deliver them, they believed God. They had faith that acknowledged Christ. And this is why the substance of our faith must be that we acknowledge Christ. I ask your neighbor, do you believe? Our relationship with God requires faith. And our survival in this next season requires the substance of faith. I'm I'm me and my wife trying to get a house now. And listen, y'all, we got to have this level of faith. All right, because we're trying to think about how the finances going to work out. We're trying to think about how the financing is going to work out. We're trying to think about all of that rather than walking in faith. The substance of our faith is necessary. It's critical to understand this word substance so we, see, so we can see the significance of our faith. When Hebrews 11:1 one speaks of the substance of our faith, one Greek translation of that word substance, watch this. Y'all got to stay with me, means reality. Somebody say reality. In other words, at some point, faith should produce a tangible presence in my life. Y'all hear what I said? What do I mean? Consider the transition of the substance of faith in our foundational text. I said that it's the act of Christ that leads us to our acceptance of Christ. And our acceptance of Christ leads us to the acknowledgement of Christ. In other words, we only know who he is, that he is who he says he is, when we see an appearance of Christ in our life. Did y'all hear what I just said? At, at, at some point, the substance of our of my faith should produce the hand of God in my life. I should be able to trace God's hands in my life somewhere. Listen, it's not by it's good to have a sermon, but at some point I should be able to see God's hand on my life and know He's there. Yeah, yeah. Many folk, oh, this is a sad tragedy, are saved, shouting on words. And never seeing the hand of God in their life. I want to know that it was God and God alone. And if I can operate in the right foundation of faith, I'll always see the hand of God on my life. So when things that, 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 that don't look right in the natural, that ain't lining up with the spirit, I know God's hand is on my life. Somebody say I need a tangible presence. That's the problem with many believers. We say, but we don't see the hand of God on our life. I need to see the hand of Christ in my life, on my life. And watch this. I need to even see his hand working for my life. That I know that it ain't where I want it to be, but I know his hand is working. That that, that I know that I can't um, really sense it in the natural, but I know that his hand is on my life and working for my life. Let's tell you, neighbor, that's another level of faith. That's another level of faith. I want that type of faith. But here this: here's the good news. God desires for you to have that type of faith. God wants us to have the appropriate substance of faith. It's not that, that we should just desire that in this next season. It's not that just we, should, um, we need this type of faith to survive in this next season. God says that I desire that kind of faith on your life. The reason why people commit suicide, the reason why people give up on the journey, the reason why people throw away promises that God spoke over their life, somebody say it's as a result of their faith. And that we've got to make sure that our foundation is sure in our faith. That is an act of Christ. The only way that I pull faith from, not from my mama, not from no Joel Osteen book, not from no life coach, not from no self-motivational speaking, not from speaking in the mirror, not from me writing affirmations on my wall, but I know it's in Christ and Christ alone. All right? And now I've also got to walk in faith. I got to walk and make sure I have a level of acceptance in Christ. Is your salvation Sure. Many of us don't even know if our salvation is sure. We disqualify ourselves when we're not saved. So, And not only that, I've got to walk in Christ, walk for Christ, and walk by Christ. Oh, somebody say I've got to accept Christ. And at some point, I want to see his hand so I can acknowledge and know that he is who he says he is. Let us stand to our feet. I want you all to know something in this season. I'm going to labor over this sermon series because I believe we need a greater revelation of faith. All right, this ain't one of the ones where you're just going to say, Pastor Keith, that was a good word. But we need to meditate. We need to study. We need to be prepared because I promise you, listen, these folk done lost lawsuits. They done, they done, the Supreme Court done threw stuff out. And then they talking. this president talking about making sure people have people rioting and protesting on January the 6th. Somebody say we need faith. God strengthen our faith in this season posture your hearts now Father we thank you we love you and we adore you God in this next season God we're going to need real faith not that faith that we see on TV where somebody say sow a seed that ain't that kind of faith God that we're going to need that ain't going to keep us but God we know God that our faith is an act of Christ and Christ alone God will pursue you because that's the substance of our faith. Christ and Christ alone is the foundation of our faith. So God, I pray for the hearts of your people. Somebody's been searching for it in all the wrong places. Somebody's had a codependent faith. They thought if their grandma wasn't around that they would have no faith. The devil is alive. I come against that now. God, somebody tried to coach themselves into faith. They thought they could speak a thing and faith would come upon them. God, the devil is a lie. And God, many of us are trying to mimic other folk because we see the fruit of faith in their life. The devil is a lie. We don't want a disingenuous faith. But God calls us to pursue your son. For because of what your son did on the cross, God, we now have access to faith. We need that kind of faith where our soul can be anchored Help our soul be anchored in Christ and Christ alone. I pray for that one that is struggling now to find faith to stay in that marriage. I pray for that one now, God, that is struggling to find faith to believe you, to keep their home from going under. I'm I'm praying now, God, for that one that is looking for a job and their faith is waning. God calls them, God, to pursue Christ. In Christ alone. And God, I pray now, God, that we all accept Christ. Faith is a byproduct of the believer. If we ain't saved, we can't even try to access faith. It ain't in nowhere else, God, but the life of a believer. But God, for these believers here, cause us to walk with you. A continual walk. Not to and fro, God. But be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your walk. God calls us to walk in you. God, we want our walk, God, to make sure that we are led by you. God, we'll hear and be sensitive to your voice. God, we'll walk for you, God. We won't go where you won't tell us to go. God, we'll only go where you tell us to go. God, we'll accept you, and our walk will be sure. And God, I pray over every believer in this place... God, that we'll begin to acknowledge you, that you are who you say you are. God, we're tired of only seeing you in your word. But God, we want to see you, God, in life, indeed. deed. God, we need to see your hand upon our life, God, because life is hard. God, we don't just want to hear a word, but we want that word to become life so that we can sense your hand upon our life. We need your tangible presence so that our faith might be sure. Every heart that believes, every heart that wants that foundation of faith, and every believer that says, I want my faith to be on a solid foundation. And that foundation is Christ in Christ alone. Say thank God and amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, I don't know about anybody else, but this ain't a message to make you happy. But this is a message to make sure that we can have hope in the journey. That we can be strengthened because I believe in this next season. We're going to need another level of faith. Things are already looking crazy. All that that shouting ain't going to keep us. All that dancing ain't going to keep us. All that sowing seeds ain't going to keep us in the next season, but it's going to be our faith. And there's somebody saying, I don't have that kind of faith. Matter of fact, I don't even know God. I've heard about him, but I don't know him. This is a great opportunity to give your life to Christ. I'm speaking to those of us who are here as well. You may say, I thought I was saved, but I realize I ain't saved. I ain't got no lick of faith in my life. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar. If that's not you, if you're not in this physical place, I want you to say, I need to be saved. If that's you, put that in the comment box. I need to be saved. I need that kind of faith in this next season. If you say I need to be saved, listen, this is all you got to do. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, then we'll be saved. That Jesus Christ is Lord. We'll be saved. What am I believing? Watch this. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. I'm believing that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. If that's you, that's a great posture to be saved not only that, the Bible says in John 14, 6, that no man comes to the Father but by me. This is Jesus speaking. I need the right Savior. I've been chasing everything else, but you haven't been chasing Christ. And not only that, the Bible says, even the demons believe. Can you cause now Jesus Christ, the Lord, over your life? If you can believe that in your heart and confess that with your mouth, the Bible declares that you're saved. If you made that confession this morning, I want to pray with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the one that has come. We thank you, God, for heaven being increased even now. Thank you, God, for now the one that has put their faith in you. And now, God, faith can be produced in their life. Let us continue to birth faith, God. And we thank you for the one that has now birthed faith in their life. Keep them and cover them, God. This journey is not easy. And that's why you declared we should go from faith to faith help this one now that is believed go from faith to faith for your word declares many are the afflictions of the righteous the bible also says that in this world we'll face many troubles but the good news is that, that they put their life now in you you declare god that you've overcome the world and because of that god they've overcome the world god thank you for their life thank you that heaven is rejoicing and god we clap our hands in this sanctuary as a sign that they now are saved. Clap your hands for Jesus. And lastly, before I ask Pastor Cole to come, there may be somebody who says, I want to connect with this church. I want to be connected with this local body. I know it's a pandemic. You haven't been in the presence of our sanctuary, but you feel a connection to this local church. This is a word you've never heard before, and I never heard God's word taught like this. Well, I love to be your shepherd. I'd love to help you walk out this journey that God has called you on. If you want to join our church, I want you to send us a church, an email to churchoffice at Somebody will connect with you, and we'll tell you how you can be a part of this local body. And do me a favor. If you've given your life to Christ this morning, send us an email as well to churchoffice at We want to connect with you. We want to make sure that your salvation is sure. As we read today in Galatians, some have disqualified themselves from faith. Because they were not really sure about their salvation. We want you to be sure. So I love y'all. Tune in, meditate on this word. I pray y'all have taken notes because we need faith in this next season. Let us receive Pastor Cola at this time.
1: Praise the Lord again for the first word of this year. Thank God for Pastor Keith and his continued diligence uh in the word um can we just just pray for him especially for this year um i i know there'll be a couple of extra challenges that we don't see that he'll see before us uh, so if, if you could just take a moment just even right now, that's not part of my announcements. That's not what I have to say. I just feel led at this moment. If that's okay with everybody and those that are in the sanctuary, just point a hand in representation that you're praying for him in these moments. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the strength that you continue to give our pastor. God, for those that may not have been attached but are feeding off of his word, God, we, we thank you for him. We thank you for the continue diligence in your word regardless of what he faces he's still a man and so we thank you God that he pushes his manhood out of the way and picks up your spirit we thank you right now for his continual eyes to see God so anything that may block it God God we pray for spiritual blinders in these moments even right now God fill him up once again God Fill him touch his body God For any attack that may try to come against him, touch him, God. Any attack that he may have to worry about his family, touch him, God. So even right now, strengthen him again. Fill him up once again, God. Make his mind clear, God, for the things that he can't talk about. Not just the things he doesn't want to share, for the things he can't talk about, God. Give him peace. We thank you right now, God. We thank you for the quiet time. We thank you right now, God. For every anointing that falls on him falls on us. And we receive it on today. So fill him up once again. Let him be selfish in this moment, God. That he feels your spirit in you alone. Before we ask him for anything else, let him have you. We thank you, even right now. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we believe and trust in the faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. I know that's not part of our announcements. I just feeling a little bit led. Yes, Pastor Keith. Absolutely. And just a couple of quick announcements before we're, we're out of here. here. Um, we're, we are open for worship, but just also know this: that we are definitely following the safety guidelines and registration is a must it is a mandate if you want to come in and worship with us you have to register because we want to know who's going to be here and prepare a way and a seat for you so registration is a must but we are open for worship also we are starting out our new poor groups again and you'll be knowing all the details through your email one thing i'll ask you right now if you don't have your email if you're not getting emails and you're not getting text messages this is what you can do you can email us right now at, at org Once again, that's org Let us know. Say, hey, I'm not getting emails. This is my current email address. This is my phone number. So we can get our systems up to date. We want to start out strong in 2021. Also, there will be a leadership meeting. Leaders, save the date, January 31st at 6 p.m. We are having a virtual leadership meeting um, where we're going to discuss some of the things that will be happening in 2021. Details will be followed in this week uh, at The Way. Also, we're already into it right now. Hopefully you're already enjoying this January sermon series, the first sermon series to who, to him who believes the fruit of the faith. Continue to join us at 1030 a.m. each Sunday as we'll be continuing on with this worship sermon series. All right. And so right now, before we Benedict, let me tell you about ways to give. If you didn't tune in with us on uh, our our version, our prayer night uh, before the new year came in, uh, God is just letting me let y'all know that he wants to challenge us again. This is another area of faith is our giving. And right now, I'm talking about money. I'm not talking about ways you give at your home, ways you give in your house, ways you give at your job. But we're talking about, can you be challenged in your giving this year for your church? Just Some of you guys are out there and you say, I got 99 problems, but my money isn't one of those. We're especially talking to you. So if money is not a problem, can you be challenged in your giving even right now? You know, yes, you may be depressed, or yes, you got a lot of stress at work, but money isn't one of your problems. Well, you know what? Be challenging your faith. And I, and I know, yes, some of us have fixed incomes, then yes, that still means you can still give. Be challenging your faith on today. And I promise you, this is not my guarantee, but God's guarantee that you'll be blessed even the more. And that's just through obedience. That has nothing to do with a mailbox miracle, that's just obedience to His word. And so on today, the ways that you can give, whether it be tithe or offering, you can give in person if you're in in the sanctuary by filling out an envelope. You can give on our website, waytampaBay.org, and hitting on that give button. You can also give via cash app. Y'all love it, dollar sign the way church of TB. Once again, the, the Way Church of TV with the dollar sign in front. And last but not least, you can always mail in your offering if you're not able to do it any of those ways. And it's simple like this. If you still mail it in, you know how to mail it to a P.O. box. P.O. box 280003 Tampa, Florida, 33682. Once again, P.O. box 280003 Tampa, Florida. And we're, we're about to Benedict and because you're a minister and you always got to be ready. Uh, minister LaShawn Smith, come on up. We're going to let you Benedict us on today because you knew that, but you didn't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and move out of the way real quick, and she's going to come up and Benedict us. Lord, we just want to thank you for the word that was given to us today, Lord God. Lord, just thank you for allowing us to make it to 2021, Lord God. So, Lord, we thank you for all of us that are on this journey with you, God. So, God, for whom whom is able to keep us from falling, God, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you for those of us that are going to return to work on this week, Lord God. Thank you for the children, Lord God, that are going to come back to us, Lord God. Thank you for the parents that have hopefully have kept them safely from all hurt, harm, and danger, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord God. We continue to give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.